And joining us now here on the program as we talk sulfur deficiency, we have with us Tristan Beyer with Mosaic Crop Nutrition Lead. And Tristan, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Let's dive in and let's talk about sulfur deficiency. And we think about, you know, in the fall, a lot of growers, they might apply some sulfur to their fields ahead of the next growing season. But I know that dry weather can have an impact and in not letting some of that sulfur get released from the ground, et cetera, et cetera. So can you just kind of kind of set that up for us and tell us a little bit more about what happens here when we have dry weather like we're seeing across much of the Midwest right now and how that impacts that, that sulfur that may have been applied back in the fall? Yeah, so there's several different aspects of this that we can take into account. First is if growers were applying sulfur in the fall, it's excellent from the standpoint that they're recognizing the importance of it. You know, sulfur is extremely viable, uh, sulfur is extremely important for several different processes in the plant, whether it's increasing the efficiency of photosynthesis as it's a component or helps with the chlorophyll production, uh, can help things like soybeans with nitrogen fix, fixation. And obviously when we get later into the, into the season, uh, grain quality and protein formation, other things like that, that is important from, from sulfur. But when we look at differences on how different sor sulfur sources are applied and how they're utilized, whether they're fall applications or in dry weather, uh, it's important to recognize what the different fertilizer sources are and, and how they're, they're gonna be utilized. Most commonly in the fall, probably elemental sulfur would have been applied in some sort. And there mm -hmm. are different form formulations of different elemental sulfur. If you look at a typical elemental sulfur pastille, that's a more of a convexed kind of uh, flat shaped granule, if you will. Um, a lot of times those are extremely slow to oxidize. When we say oxidize, it's, it's how elemental sulfur breaks down in the soil. And what you need is actually adequate soil moisture, uh, increased microbial activity that will make that elemental sulfur convert into plant available sulfate, which is a form of sulfur that plants utilize. Whenever you can, anything you can do to speed that process up, it'll make sulfur become more available. But if, uh, if you have large pastilles or elemental sulfur granules, it uh, takes longer for that to oxidize and break down, especially in dry conditions if it's towards uh, the soil surface. Well, so how do we look for some of these signs of, of sulfur deficiency here during a dry weather period? How do, how do we diagnose them? Because I, I, I would have to think that maybe sometimes some of this could be overlooked, misdiagnosed, etc. Could you talk about that a little bit? Well, as I've been traveling across the, the Midwest uh, the last couple of weeks, there's definitely a, a fair amount of sulfur deficiencies that are showing up. It could oftentimes be misdiagnosed with nitrogen deficiency as well as probably the most uh, common uh, misdiagnostic. Uh, what's happening there is um, anytime plants start to turn that uh, light pale yellow color instead of uh, green, uh, that's an indi indicator that you could have sulfur deficiencies. Uh, nitrogen will look very similar. The difference is, is that nitrogen deficiency will occur on the bottom part of the plants well, sulfur deficiency, that pale yellow, will be on the top part of the plants or kind of throughout the plant. Ways to overcome that is making sure they have plant-available sulfur in the root zone where there's soil moisture to get the you know, plant up. Sometimes it could be one of two things. Uh, if you have limited root growth or other things that uh, it just takes time for those 
plants to, to reach the sulfur if it's placed down a little bit deeper or if it's placed shallow. Uh, if you have a couple different forms of sulfur, sulfur out there, like sulfate that's mobile in the soil, if you get some rainfall or when you get some rainfall at irrigation, it can move that sulfate into the plant more effectively. So usually we'll find that as we get later in the season, uh, that sulfur deficiency will, will kind of correct itself a little bit if we're getting mineralization from the, from the soil. Otherwise, mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing like top dress applications, including sulfur, as part of that fertilizer program with your nitrogen uh, definitely helps increase the nitrogen use efficiency into the crop and makes that nitrogen work work harder for the plant. Well, Tristan, you mentioned that fertilizer program, that crop nutrition plan that we have out there. Uh, if farmers are, are seeing some sulfur deficiency out in their fields, I, I would have to think that maybe they want to take a step back and, and reevaluate that crop nutrition plan possibly. And I'm sure with Mosaic, you guys have a, a lot of great products too that can help them uh, maybe you know, move some different things into that crop nutrition plan if they need to. Definitely. I can speak to a couple of the uh, different products that uh, we would potentially have available, but you know, I want to just not uh, focus just on the products, but just realize how much of a demand some of our crops actually have for sulfur that yeah. would lead to why we would apply. Um, when we look at, you know, corn, just even, you know, 200 bushel per acre, and I know there's several growers that are, are have higher yields than that, you know, total sulfur uptake throughout the season could be about 33 pounds per acre. Wow. Now we could, you know, get into specifics on how to create a specific sulfur recommendation and take into account, you know, various sources. But, you know, in general, I, I look at sulfur as something that needs to be applied on an annual basis, just like that of, of nitrogen, uh, that you know, much of it's you know, leaching or going through the soil profile, uh, if it's especially in the, the sulfate sor sources. Some might use a general rule of you know one pound of sulfur to every ten pounds of nitrogen that they're putting out, but you know there's some some deviation around that, and you know some of the progressive growers are maybe narrowing that range and putting a little bit more sulfur than than that uh, ratio. Even crops like soybeans, uh, it'd be you know, 25 pounds of sulfur uptake for 60 bushels per acre. And, you know, sulfur is taken up linearly throughout the season. So we need some sulfur early, which is some of the most important sulfur because soils are not releasing uh, sulfur from mineralization or oxidizing, you know, that elemental sulfur is much early. But then we need it late for our, our grain and our protein fo uh, formation, which is really making our grain quality. Because of that uptake pattern and requirement for the crops, that's one of the reasons that we've, we've developed and formulated a, a product called Microessentials. Microessentials is, is a enhanced phosphorus fertilizer source that has two forms of sulfur in it. It has the immediately available plant sulfate uh, form that's plant available, that's gonna be readily available for the plant. And then there's also some finely ground elemental sulfur within every granule. And, uh, and having it, uh, you know, smaller, uh, smaller sized allows for it to oxidize or break down more quickly within that growing season and become more plant available as you have little methylobacillus and other sulfur oxidizing species that can break that sulfur down. So help with season long uh, sulfur availability. So we call that microessentials uh, that you know, has phosphorus in there, but a little bit of nitrogen, sulfur and potentially zinc, depending on the formulation of microessentials. Fantastic. Well, Tristan, great thoughts and great uh, insights into sulfur deficiency and more. Before we let you go, any final thoughts for us here today? 
I say the as we're looking across the, the region, and you know, at this point, you know, late June, that we're seeing a lot of uh, dry weather. I encourage growers don't give up hope yet. Obviously, uh, we do need some rainfall eventually, but when the when the spigot does hopefully come on, I think uh, we're setting our if uh, those growers that are planning for good yields and manage them thoroughly right now, we're building roots and hopefully can uh, set ourselves up for some high yield potential at the, the end of the year. So. Pray for some rain. Uh, don't give up on your crop, and you know manage it as if you're you have some good yield potential out there. And I think it, it will reward yourself at the, the end of the year. Well, I know folks can learn more online cropnutrition.com. Again, that's cropnutrition.com. With that, Tristan Beyer with Mosaic Crop Nutrition Lead. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate the time. Thanks, Jesse.